All right, welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Joining us now is an accomplished surgeon. He is an adjunct professor of neurosurgery at Weill Cornell. He is a founder and CEO of Cellularity, a cellular medicine company. He's an entrepreneur, a scientist, and please join me in welcoming Dr. Robert Hariri to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. All right, good morning, Dr. Hariri. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, uh, you know, this week, the, uh, the United States Supreme Court got involved in this medical back and forth and said that OSHA did not have the right uh, to dictate, nor did the Biden administration, that people be vaccinated in order to keep their job if their employer employs more than 100 people. Um, have you ever seen anything like this where there's such controversy over medicine uh, that the Supreme Court has gotten involved and is pulling back the United States government. Yeah, good morning, Judge. I mean, honestly, I don't think any medical professional has ever in their career seen uh, a, a disease or an illness uh, muster such political input into the practice of medicine. Um, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating that, especially because there's so much that is still unknown, uh, that a, a, an approach is being mandated by the political sector on a professional group that obviously should be in charge of how they manage their patients. Well, and, and so let's talk about the underlying issues. So we went from the initial COVID, then we had the Delta variant, then we had Omicron, and I mean, I'm just, I, I just can't get over it. We've got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Oh, we didn't see it coming. We didn't see it coming. Fauci, of course, did see it coming, but we don't have any tests. And so now or the tests are going to, the White House allegedly is going to get tested at the end of January. And then if you order them from a government website, you get them 12 days after you order them. So at the earliest, it's February 12th, assuming the government gets them when they say they do. Hmm, we're from the government. We're here. <laughs> we're here to help you. Um, I mean, doesn't that mean that most people can't even test for Omicron? And does that matter? Well, you know, you're asking a really, really important question. First and foremost, we have to understand the tests that are available, right? There are there are tests that look for a, a leftover fragment of the virus to determine whether you've been exposed. There's tests to determine whether or not you have developed antibodies against mm. the virus, which, mm-hmm. which indicates that you've already been exposed and your immune system is functioning. And, and as we've already seen, the CDC has said that the PCR test um, hasn't been able to discriminate between COVID and a number of other viruses. So, much of the information that we have used to guide our approach, vaccination approach, treatment approach, may in fact have been very flawed. That being said, there is still no doubt that that anyone who says we didn't see variants coming isn't being forthright and honest. The natural history of any viral disease is that over time, the virus will in fact change. And this is because a virus is not a living thing. A virus is nothing more than some nuclear material, some some genetic material that happens to be packaged and take over and hijack a living cell's machinery in order to make more copies of itself. Since it's not a living thing, if a virus kills the cell, it will soon cease to exist as well. So in order to stay in the environment, viruses mutate into a less virulent form. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
Okay, so your PCR is not accurate because it's not just testing for Delta or COVID or anything else. And it'll, if you've got anything else going on in your body, which may not be serious at all, it's going to show positive. Um, and you can't get the tests. And we're still, we've got the teachers still fighting to not go back into the schools. Um, and, and so what is the ordinary American left to think? Like, people are panicked. I see people walking on the street with two masks on. They're so freaked out. Outdoors. Do we need to do that? You know, well, first of all, there's still tremendous debate over whether or not masks are effective at all. And in particular, with the new variant, the Omicron, which is now um, fairly, fairly accepted to be an airborne form of the virus, unless the mask is providing a complete seal and is impervious to particles of this size, you're not getting any protection. And so, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we, we have, have, have approached who should be wearing masks and who should be wearing the, the most sophisticated type of protection because the vast majority of people really don't need it. And here's the other important thing. Um, since Omicron is not as dangerous a virus, and, and to my knowledge, the CDC hasn't directly linked Omicron to any significant number of deaths, um, that getting infected with Omicron is like having your, your winter flu. Right. You have it, it. You have a couple of unpleasant days. But then when you get over it, it's likely that you will now have durable, broad immunity against this particular subcategory of viruses. All right. Well, let me ask you, um, when you've had Omicron or when you've had COVID or Delta, you have antibodies. These antibodies, would an antibody from Omicron be as strong as an antibody from the original COVID? Again, really good question. Everything right now suggests that the vaccines against the original SARS-CoV-2 virus Mm -hmm. don't protect you against Omicron, which says that viruses (laughs) are different enough that that the very specific protection that the original vaccines gave isn't giving you the kind of coverage you need. That being said, Omicron appears to have, especially if you get natural immunity, appears to have enough overlap with the other forms of, of COVID that you will get protection. So here's the bottom line. You have a less, less dangerous virus that if you happen to get it and develop your own natural immunity may protect you against the original variants, which were more dangerous. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. So, you know, here where you are coming up against the two year uh, anniversary of this crazy uh, uh, COVID. And, you know, the American people are really fed up with all of this and they want to go to work. And, you know, there's so much back and forth. And yet Fauci seems to be the only guy that the administration is listening to. Why do you think that is? Well, I think because he has stuck to the original narrative and, um, you know, it's much easier to have one uh, one voice. Uh, as long as that voice is is passing and messaging according to what the the administration wants. Now, look, here's the bottom line. You know, globally, there are are a remarkable brain trust of experts in virology and public health and treatments and so on. It always troubled me that we didn't take a Manhattan Project approach here Mm -hmm. and enlist the opinions of everyone, everyone who has expertise, in order to come up with a true consensus. I think had that happened, um, we, we might be in a better position today. And, and then more importantly, um, you, would, you, would avoid, you would avoid much of the, the, 
the siloing of opinions. Um, and, you know, as we've talked about before on some of your shows, there is a clear need for us to approach this virus as a as a dress rehearsal for something far worse in the future. Oh, and God. we need to have therapy. OK, stop right there. Dr. Robert Hariri, what do you mean as a dress rehearsal for something worse? Talk to me. You know, COVID, nobody wants to get COVID, right? Not a fun virus to have. And if you happen to have lots of comorbidities, if your health is mm. not good and you get COVID, it's not, it's not good. Right. That's the principal reason why we had the, the number of people that we lost uh, from COVID. However, it's, COVID was not a hemorrhagic virus, you know? It wasn't a disease whose lethality was affecting every age group equally and and was much much higher levels of lethality than what what we saw even with the original dr hariri what does hemorrhagic mean so do you remember the virus ebola yes ebola was a virus that actually destroyed destroyed your tissues right so much so that patients would literally liquefy their organs and hemorrhage right. internally got it got it, it. okay very very highly valid okay keep going so so you know we worry about and you know uh, uh joshua letterberg the nobel laureate uh, former president of rock university i had a chance to train under often said the greatest threat to mankind is a is a is a virus and those viruses that have high lethality uh, and that and that create create uh, symptoms that doctors cannot manage, those are the viruses we worry about. And the time it would take to produce a vaccine, just to give you an example, when Ebola first er- er- emerged, it took us over twenty some odd years to develop even the first prototype vaccine for Ebola. So we need to be prepared not with vaccines because a vaccine has to be made to the to the newly erupting uh, uh, virus, but rather how do you treat viral infections in general to protect people from from the serious symptoms yeah. and lethality? All right. Well, it seems like uh, you know we've got a lot coming. In the future, Dr. Robert Hariri, I very much appreciate your being on uh, the Tunnel to Tower Sunday morning show and uh, stay well and stay warm. Thank you, Dr. Hariri. All right. Your phone. 